0: Amen. Have a seat. Wow. That's some pretty crazy good music. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Give those guys a hand. Mm-hmm. Give me more light, too. I've got to see the whites of your eyes, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lucas. I come down here, uh, and when I'm working on the message, when I'm giving the message, the last three hours for me are the most important part of the preparation from, I get here at four in the morning on Sunday until about seven and the band comes in and completely interrupts me. And, and uh, I was uh, this morning down here and um, at about 530 I do this with, you know, praying and thinking of you. And about 5.30, wah, 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 wah alarm goes off. And, uh, and, you know, my first thought is, oh, this is a bad time for alarm to go off. I've really got a lot to do here. And uh, I, I go out into the gathering center. The alarm is going off. And, you know, uh, i got to get this thing turned off. This is no time for it to malfunction. I go over to it, and it says, Intruder. Intruder, in the, it doesn't say in the house, but it just says intruder, southwest door. Oh, that's all I need right now. I'm thinking, uh, but then I think about that for a second, intruder. Well, I'm getting in better shape. <laughs> I used to do a, little, do, do a little bit of martial arts back in the day. I did that. I thought about that for about 10 seconds. I thought, no way. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I call 911, you know, and uh, Randy in about, oh, less, I've been a minute, is right there. And, I, and he goes, What's going on? And I said, Man, an alarm's off. This is a massive building, and uh, I'm not going from room to room to figure it out. And he goes, Well, that's what we do. Uh, so we'll, we'll, it's probably nothing. I don't know how it can be nothing because nobody's here, nothing's going on. Um, but West Door, intruder in the place. And uh, um, they should have other messages. I wish you could discern better than that. You might want to look at this or something like that. It's an intruder. Um, And so uh, Randy went from room to room to room to room. And I don't know if he has any of that going on, but he's got it. You know know what I mean? But he's got his flashlight, and that would be enough to almost burn somebody, I think. And uh, I'm sitting here uh, just trying to get this distraction worked out. And he comes and says, there's nobody in the place which I don't know how that is. I kind of would have liked to have had somebody in the place to enhance the story even more, but uh, uh, nobody in the place. But I I got to thinking about that, you know. Uh, He had to go from every room, searching out is something where it's not supposed to be or somebody where it's not supposed to be. And I I, I realized that there's an alarm going off, not just in the place in the morning, but in the Scripture that we're talking about today. Uh, We've been working on this vision right? Uh, loving God and loving people. If you were to ask, somebody ask you, hey, what's your church all about? It's pretty simple. You turn and go, well, it's really just about loving God and loving people. Well, what does that mean? Well, it comes from this uh, simple verse in uh, Luke 11 that we've been working on. It, it's this called the Shema. You don't have to tell them that, but you know it. Could you say it? Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your, I know what it says in Luke, it says strength and then mind, but we've been doing Uh, Mark, as we memorized it, it says, with all your mind and all your strength and love God as yourself. Now, when I think of our vision and I think of that scripture, for me, it makes me just kind of take a breath and go, oh, doesn't that feel good to just be something about something that kind of cuts through all the religious malarkey going on, all the, it's just the simple love God and love people. Uh, It does to me, like, oh, you know, That is what it's about. I think everybody was created in God's image to love Him and to love people. Even people who don't even know where this comes from, don't even know the truth of it, will tell you about it. I just kind of, I don't know about the love God part, but loving people part. I hear people who aren't even believers uh, refer to this thing about loving your neighbor and all that. So I think it's written on our heart. If somebody asked you about it, you'd go, yeah, that's pretty much what we're about, trying to help people do that. Uh, but you know, when you, when you, well, this, t- this series is called All of Me. While it's a very simple vision and a very simple verse, uh, the nuances of it, living it out throughout your life, will take a lifetime. A lifetime of learning to love Him in all of these areas. It'll take a lifetime of, of searching the heart of God and having Him search your heart. And understanding the culture and people that are around you so that you can love them well. It'll be a lifetime. All of you guys who have been walking with Jesus for a while, you know that this, uh, this simple truth of loving God and loving people is not a one and done. It's a daily every day because the nuances come every day. And your opportunity is every day. So we have covered so far, love God with all your heart. Right? That's your passion. Uh, that, that's what drives you. That was message number one. And then we covered love God with all your soul, that inner place, where your identity is. And out of that identity, you can have, be a peaceful presence in no matter what is going on around you. Remember that? And then two weeks ago, Daniel uh, did love God with all of your mind, holding every thought captive to the cause of Christ. I love that bit about he, he's thankful that Jesus even changes the neural pathways. To me, that means you can teach an old dog new tricks. Right? That God changes. You can have your mind renewed uh, no matter how long you've been at it. And so if you took those three, you're describing kind of the inner you. The place uh, that's inside of you. And you're to love God with everything inside you. Heart, soul, and mind. But if you left it right there, you would be leaving your love unexpressed. And love is a verb. You've heard DC Talk say that, right? Love is a verb. Love requires action, doesn't it? Love that's just an inner feeling uh, and an inner dialogue I think will turn into an inner monologue uh, and all by yourself because there's no relationship. And this is supposed to be a relationship with God. And so you can't have those first three and be complete. You've got to move on to this next thing. This next thing. This is a very simple message. Turn to, well, show up Luke 10 right there. I want you to see the verse, if you've got it. What is written in the law? That's what uh, Jesus asked the guy who asked, what am I going to do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, how do you read it? And the guy says, next verse, you got the next one? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and see this, with all of your strength, Like I said, Mark has with all of your mind and then all of your strength. And that's the way we've been memorizing it Mark's way. Because those three are kind of internal. And now we move to something that's external. With all of your strength. And this message is really just one word. Just one Greek word. Akios, it's called. Now when you hear the word strength, you think of strength and power. They kind of go together. They're pretty... They're kind of synonymous, and uh, sometimes translators have done that. But they're really two different words. Achios is strength, and power is dunamos. And there's a significance to that difference, and the nuances of what that one word means, and how they would have understood it when they were saying it, and when they were reciting it. Love God with all your achios. What is that? What is that? Well, it's got a nuance to it that's different than just your power. It has to do with all of your abilities, with all of your priorities. It has to do, it's actually a vocational word. It it has to do with what you do. Love God with what you, if you want to make it simple, love God with what you do. And all of that skill set that you do it with. Daniel, uh, two weeks ago uh, from Romans chapter 1, talked about the renewing of your mind. Um, Then the verse goes, Come on. Offer. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Woo! Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and acceptable. It's your spiritual worship, it says. Offer your bodies. It's what you do in your bodies uh, where you love God. And what it's, it's not just the, uh, your health that that's talking about or what you eat or not. It's what you're actually doing through your day. Where you go. Your priority system. Where you put your energy. We're to love God in in this area, wherever you put your hand to the plow, whatever you do. And and really, uh, I don't know what you do, most of us get up and we go to work, right? Work is where we spend most of our time. Uh, We all are hoping that one day we don't have to work. Some of you are retired, you reached the finish line, and now you don't have to work, right? Many of us are working, just waiting for that time, hoping for that time. We go to work uh, day in and day out. You do what you do. Many of us, I think a huge percentage of us, uh, really think work is a burden and something that uh, uh, we wish we didn't have to do at best, and maybe it's it's something worse than that. But at work, what is your work life like? I, if you are working right now to get a paycheck so that you can pay your bills and so that you can send your kids to college or buy that truck or that ski pass or whatever it is that you're doing, you may be missing the emphasis that work really provides. Did you realize that work is your, maybe your greatest opportunity to express your love for God in how you go about it? And so when Jesus talks about loving God with all of your strength, I think work is what they have in mind actually and everything else, of course, but work is where you can apply this. So when you work right now, of us don't like our work and we're wishing we could do something else, something that was more meaningful than what we're doing right now. And for the rest of us, 80% of what we do we don't like and we do that so the 20% that we do like. That's just any job, right? Any job has a whole lot of duties that uh, you might not like and if you don't think that, you got to just kind of get your head out because that's the way it is. We all got stuff we don't want to do necessarily. How do you engage in that? reveals your love for God, actually. It's in that moment that reveals uh, whether Shema is true. Love God and love people is just a nice fluffy statement until it lands when how you roll at work. And how you, uh, the attitude you bring, the effort that you bring, the products that you make, the services that you provide, it all lands right there actually. So if you just had those first three, heart, soul, mind, and we didn't get to this, you'd never have a way of expressing in the most difficult places your love for God. That's where it's supposed to be expressed, actually. It's right there in that sweet spot. And I think, actually, that um, if you go into your work with an attitude or a mindset that this is an act of worship, an opportunity for me to worship God, even in the most mundane thing, you, it all gets transformed. And you bring value at a level that you don't even know. And, you, and, you, and your Heavenly Father looks and goes, Ah! You want to know why? Because that's your influence. I actually believe that this strength idea, this horizontal abilities, energy, priorities and vocation that are around loving Him right here uh, translate into influence. Did you know that you are influencing people? Now, some of you leader types, you go, yeah, and I'm trying to do that well. But you are influencing people by the way you roll. No matter what. No matter what. If you go if you show up at work right now, and problems come, and uh, you uh, navigate those in a way that represents fear or pride or, or the, it influences everybody around you and the environment that's around you. If you navigate those with hope, with faith, with positive uh, energy, that I, that I am here right now on purpose. I am aligning myself with what God is doing in the midst of this. Everything changes. When you do it as an act of love, not just because you're mustering up a good good head esteem to do something good, but this is my opportunity. You're grasping onto what Jesus is saying here. Yeah. Where you bring about your influence. I think the first thing you do when you recognize is I'm going to love God with all my strength is you go, where am I putting my energy right now? Where gets the best of me? Not where gets the best of me negatively, but where do I give my best? You know, throughout your day, if you look at your day, there are times when you're on and times when you're off. Does God get those or the times, or the leftovers? You know, it's like a first fruits thing. We move about and give Him the best of what we have, whether, whatever we're working and whatever we're doing. Even if it doesn't seem meaningful, it is meaningful when God's in it. Because his purposes are happening all the time. It's never a future thing someday. It's here and now. This is the now part of Shema. So when you get up in the morning and you say, Lord, I want to, because you should do it every morning. Lord, I want to love you with all my heart. With all my soul. And with all my mind. The next one you're going to live out. You should say it, but you're going to live it out. Through the day. Every day you're going to live out my life loving God by how I engage in everything that's around me. That's what it means to love Him with our strength. And and as I do that, Lord, I want uh, the influence that I have to influence the environment and the people around me for your purposes. It's when power meets purpose, perfect purpose. Actually, it's your opportunity. Nobody is exempt from this one. Loving God with all your strength today and tomorrow. Nobody's, nobody's exempt. And so are you going to be heads up? I'm right now in this moment. Lord, I'm here. What do you want to do? How can I bring life? How can I bring love? How can I bring, bring an expression right here of my love for you in this situation? Now, I, I've been stewing on this for about three weeks. And so I've been seeing an opportunity Uh, and usually you see where you miss it. You know, you see where you you miss it, and it goes, right in your face, and oh man, next time, Lord, let me get on that. Right after the sermon I did three weeks ago, uh, I I got on a plane from Aspen and went to Texas to a training on community organizing. Crazy place to go, huh, as a preacher? Um, But I wanted to go, you know, if you're going to love people, you have to know people, and it's not hard to love people that, you already know who are like you. You've got to be around people who are not like you. That's where love shows up, just like I'm just talking about with your strength. So I get on this plane, and I go down, and, I, and, I, and about 45 people from all over the country are, are in this training. And uh, they are all completely different, and they all assume that they don't like me. I'm the only evangelical pastor there. The rest are, uh, there's a few, there's a Greek Orthodox guy, there's a Catholic priest, there's some Muslim people, and then a whole pile of minorities whole bunch of, uh, uh, of Hispanic people and African American people in the room and uh, they assume, I'm, I'm sitting with the rest of them and you're introducing yourself what you are and who you are and what you do and and I tell them I'm a pastor of a non-denominational uh, community church and you can just feel the room go oh no. <laughs> they assumed who I voted for. They were all hyped up about that. You can imagine it's just like a Buzzword. So, I mean, I was like, Lord, I want to change the environment. I really had this attitude. I went there to do it, to learn and to change the environment and, uh, and make some friends. And um, one, uh, at one session, um, this black fellow uh, talks about being uh, uh, profiled, and uh, uh, he's from Mississippi. And so, you know, I, I, at dinner, I go, and I t- I'm talking to him and uh, asking him about this, what it's like. And uh, in, in Mississippi, um, it doesn't sound like a fun place for this. You, can, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, uh, he was, it was scary. It was a couple times he's been pulled over. And he's telling me, he said, really? Actually, this, this, this fellow was an awesome young believer. And so I really connected with him. It was really fun. And he's going, you know, someday I'm going to find my voice and I'm going to stand up and I'm going to bring it when the time comes. And I'm going, man, you're going to need to do that. And then this, this, these people come in and they walk in and they say, oh, you got to get on the bus. We got to get going. We're going to an activation or a, um, an action, they call it, down in the middle of Dallas. We're going to get on a bus like we're getting ready for the march or something, you know. And uh, we will overcome. And it was like, whoa. I'm with a, okay. Okay. And so I run to my room, I get on the bus a little bit uh, late, I'm the last guy getting on, and so I I just get on, I look around, it's all full, and I sit down. That guy I was having dinner with, uh, he comes up to the front of the bus, storms up to the front of the bus, I guess he found his voice, and he goes, what are you people doing? Of all people, I would expect that you would not sit at the front of the bus. You know what was at the back of the bus? Nothing but black people. And in the front of the bus was nothing but white people. Oh my God. I, and I'm sitting at the front of the bus and he's chewing us out, saying, what are you doing? If there was ever a time that you were going to uh, stand up, it would be now. Well, oh, uh, I get up and I go to the back of the bus as quick as I can. <laughs> and I, I sit next to the this fella and uh, I'm saying, you know, I guess it's all kind of a joke, huh? I mean, uh, he goes, no, it's no joke. It's happening right now, even with you guys. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, well, come on, man. I'm from Colorado. Give me a pass. You know, we, we, got, we got like five black people in our whole valley. Give me, give me a pass. And he goes, there is no pass for injustice. There is no pass. You don't get a pass for that. And I, and I could feel right there, I could feel the Lord say, pay attention pay attention so i dug in and i found I, I found out what it felt like for him to be him and what was going on here and you know what you know what my, what, what struck me about that and i've been thinking about that for uh, several weeks right now for weeks that i'm not paying attention if if, if that's happening there which i want to pass because i'm from colorado what am i missing here that's what, that's, what, that's what God's showing me. What am I missing here as I move around? Oh, it, I'm just moving in my life. I'm just getting on the bus and sitting where the open seat is, and I'm just, I'm just, alarms going off, alarms going off. Better shine a light in that room. It's at those moments when you're just going about your life, just doing your thing, where you love God with all your strength where your head's up about it and do and you bring your influence and change the environment, or are you just rolling in what you're doing? I thank God for the opportunity that that guy gave me by confronting, confronting me about that. But there's everything else. There's everything, just seeing a need somewhere or just seeing my own attitude in a situation somewhere. That's gotta be different. We gotta operate differently. And we do it, not just do better, Not to work on social justice because you love God. Because that's where it is. Now, you right now are rolling through your day. I don't know what bus you're getting on, but you're rolling through your day doing what you're doing. Does it represent your love for God? Or were you like me? Just get on. Sit down and head on to the action. That's the challenge. And that's a daily thing. What are you missing? Because what you're missing is probably where you need to bring your influence. You probably need to bring your influence for what God wants to do there. Because you love Him. And you love people. Loving God and loving people actually is a challenge. Alarms going off right there. Alarms going off. I've been walking on this. And uh, I was—I've been thinking. You know, this message kind of is like a pep talk to talk to the person who's um, dialed into their life. They're moving. They're—they're uh, they're working hard, and their priorities are off. Maybe their energy is set in a different direction, and you need to make a conscious shift from what you're doing to. Um, being a life-giving presence to wherever you are is an act of love. So there's like, like those of us who are exceeding at the top of our game, filled with energy and we need to reapply our energy. But as I've been walking on this, I, I, I feel like this Shema lands for a lot of us when we say, love God with all your strength. It's like, what strength? I got nothing. I know a pile of us in this room actually who we talk about this yeah i'll get to that as soon as i find some strength cuz i've been fighting this i've been working on that and i got nothing left how do you how, how do you respond to jesus command love god with all your strength i think there's a continuum from all the way over here where you're filled with pride and you need to adjust that to all the way over here where you got nothing left and uh, you say, I'm supposed to love God with all my strength? Maybe you're supposed to love God with all your weakness. Maybe maybe you're here today right now with nothing to offer. That's what he's asking for, actually. And all the verses, this is where the dunamis word comes in. The akios is your horizontal abilities, energies, priorities vocation, when you love him with that, then he has the opportunity to love you with his power. Dunamash, you can hear the word under there, dynamic or dynamite, explosive. You give him your horizontal and he gives you his vertical. Now how would you, if you don't give him the natural, how would he give you the supernatural? Because if he did, then you would either take credit for it or forget about that it was him or a host of other things. So, I think over here, this is when Paul turns and says, after Paul asked three times to have this thorn in the flesh taken away, you know, and and if somebody turned and said, hey, haven't you heard of Shema, man? He goes, yeah, I certainly have. Lord, take this away from me. No. Take this away from me. No. Whatever his thorn was, no. Then he writes, his power is made perfect in my weakness. So I don't know where you are on that continuum, but wherever you are, the simplicity of this message is, it's a message of surrender. Whether you're over here with fear, energyless powerlessness, or you're over here with pride, and that package, it's a simple message of turning your hands up, dropping that stuff to the floor, and saying, I surrender, Lord. I want to love you with all that I have. And I've been hanging on to this, and I want you to have it. And then God kicks in with tons of promises. I mean, the Scripture is filled with the promises around His power. Matter of fact, when you look up strength, and you look up power, and you look at all the verses that uh, are surrounding that, it's usually talking about His power that He wants to give to you. Right here, this part of Shema is the switching point. It's the linchpin. It's It's the thing that kicks it over. You want God's power in your life? It's right here. Love God with all your strength and even your weakness. All of that, love Him, and He will flood you with all of these promises. You can do all things through He who strengthens you, it says. It's filled with it. I love these words from... You got them from Isaiah right there? Isaiah 40? He'll move in. Well, I got them if you don't. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Next. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Don't you love that? Haven't you read that over the years? Read it now in light of Shema. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I mean, haven't you? I know that you have called on those promises, haven't you? Haven't you been there? Start off with love God with all of your strength. Start there, and then that comes into play. Because I believe God is just waiting to empower you, waiting to use your influence for his purposes wherever you're at. He's just waiting for people to love him on a, with all that they have, their whole skill set, their package, their, 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 all of it. i got a whole list. He's waiting to pour it out like that. So the simple is to just take an inventory. That's all this is, is, is take an inventory. Okay, I get up, I can look at my calendar this week. You know, some of you got detailed calendars. Some of you don't know what you're doing this afternoon. <laughs> That's okay. You can, you, can, you can approach it with God however you want. Lord, next thing here, I want to bring you into it. This, this is about you, not about me. Loving God and loving people is moment by moment, and this is where it translates, right here on your strength. What it means for you, I don't even know. What it means for you that you're going to surrender to him and uh, open yourself up to his power and strength, I don't know. That's what's cool about it, is that you've got to walk it out because it's relationship. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Where does that come from? It comes from relationship. This is all supposed to be a relationship. So that's why those three things, heart, soul, and mind, are, are, are not enough. You've got to live it out, and you've got to do it. That's why James talks about these good deeds. Deeds without faith isn't real. Now, what are you going to do? It just starts to get practical. You're going to do something tomorrow. You're going to go somewhere tomorrow. You're going to talk to certain people tomorrow. What will you do, what will you do to give God your best? That's that's just all this is. Giving God your best. When Jesus came, it says all through the Scripture, it says he, he headed to the cross. It's called the work of the cross. He gave His best on the cross. What was He thinking as He did that? He was thinking how much He loved God, the Father, and how much He loved you. And He gave His best. So that you could love Him and give Him your best. That's the challenge of it. Let me pray for you. That's it. Let's, let's pray. Lord, you'd have to make it simple. And yet, such a challenge. And, and for me, the alarm goes off. I want you to shine the light anywhere in my life that needs to be called out, surrendered to you, so that I can love you with all my strength. And I pray that right now, Holy Spirit, you will be specific to us. Each one of us as individuals, that you'll be specific. And show whatever it is you want us to drop to the ground, whether it's our strength or our weakness, and say, it's yours, Lord. I want to move through this area. I want to move through this relationship. I want to move at work in a way that expresses my love for you and changes the environment. So I pray, Lord, that you would speak specifically. And Lord, with my brothers and sisters here, we as a church... Want all our energy and all of our abilities and resources to be an expression of our love for you, Lord. We invite you to to uh, correct us and move us any way you want, and we pray that the influence of the orchard, because we love you well as we move about, will be so pleasing to you, Lord. That you just pour out your power here. And you pour out your power through us. So that everywhere, downriver and even upstream, is blessed because they've encountered us. We want to love you with all of our strength. We want to give you our very best. Not our seconds, our leftovers, but the first of everything. We want to give you our best. Work in us, Lord. In Jesus' name, work in us. Amen. You know, as you take communion today, simple prayer. Thank you for giving me your best. I give you my best. Now, this afternoon, and tomorrow. That's all simple prayer. And we'll have prayer team people up around that uh, if you would like somebody to pray for you, you can just come up and say, I want to give God my best, and would you pray that for me? Uh, We have prayer team people who will be coming up and be around for that. Or if you just want uh, a a prayer of blessing, uh, which I would want anytime I can get it, let them pray a blessing prayer over you. Short, but I think that God will take this idea of loving him with all your strength and pop it open for you as you roll. Thank you.